The following podcast is brought to you by the Ebb Tide Treatment Center. Many people wrestle with addiction. You don't have to. Reach out to the Ebb Tide Treatment Center, where they wish to empower each individual encountered with the support, hope, and tools required for long-term sobriety. Priding themselves on providing the best possible treatment experience for you and your loved ones based on unique needs. They're committed to breaking the stigma that plagues those suffering with addiction and their families by educating and bringing awareness to the community. The Ebb Tide Treatment Center provides individual and group therapy, multiple recovery pathways for support, evidence-based clinical support, integrated aftercare social reintegration, personalized treatment planning, program addressing whole life health and Vivitrol program all available. If you or someone you know is struggling with addiction, reach out to them at EBB tide tc.com or call Once again, everybody, thanks for listening to AIW's The Card is Going to Change. Before we get into this week's episode, as always, I want to give a shout out to our sponsors that help us bring the show to you for free each and every week. Firstly, thanks to Angelo's Pizza. They're feeding us here as they always do while we record, and they, of course, bring pizza to you at our live events at Mount Carmel. If you want to try more of their pizza or anything else on their menu, it's all delicious. Head to Angelo's on Madison Avenue in Lakewood, Ohio. And thanks to Smart Mark Video, they record all of our live events. And if you want to relive any of those or watch them for the first time, you can purchase that on DVD or digital download from smartmarkvideo.com. And additionally, head to powerbomb.tv, sign up using the code ABSOLUTE, and you will get a 20-day trial for free. And then stick around and just keep watching the shows that we put out there from the AIW archives. And as always, thanks to Jack Prince, who helps take care of all of our printing and graphic design needs. They can do all of that and more for you, whether it be banners, t-shirts, business cards, flyers, everything and anything. For all that they have to offer, head to jackprince.com. J-A-K-Prince.com. Oh yeah, that sweet, sweet voice you heard making his... The card is going to change debut, none other than AIW student Wes Barkley. Say like W-E-S Barkley. W-E-S.com. E-S Barkley. You got your own website now? Is that what you're throwing out there? Dot com? It's under under maintenance. Oh, okay. Maintenance. All right. GoDaddy.com? Yeah. You We're all using that domain. Also joined once again by the bone collector, Dominic Garini. Uh, as always, AIW owner John Thorne. My name is Steve Guy. I am your moderator of sorts. Uh, on this week, as we told you last week, we are talking rulers of the world. And, uh, I mean, cat's out of the bag. Secret was out that, that day. You all know the big storyline here. Uh, no Sid. And uh, hopefully you all listen to that podcast. Yeah, I don't think we need to rehash the morning. It's been <laughs> been highly documented. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, John Thorne doesn't need any PTSD from it. Yeah, let's get in right to the event, I suppose. Overall, did you once it happened, did you feel a lot better? 
what do you like what part happening uh like once we got there and people were like okay with it and you know what i mean because you only had two refund requests yeah which yeah, one i mean you know once it was once people did, like didn't care that much i felt uh it felt better i felt relieved yeah. okay but i mean some guy did file a paypal dispute i will say that oh son of a bitch but it does say right on our website no refunds no refunds PayPal well, ruled in my favor. Change. Is, is PayPal it? ruled in my favor, as I sent the screenshot of our store where it says no refunds under any circumstances. Well, thanks, PayPal. Uh, well, then we'll get right into the show itself. And uh, well, did our meet and greet happen before the show or no, only intermission. during intermission? Only during intermission. We'll get to that later then. Uh, so we kick off with filthy Tom Lawler. He wants to be the new captain of the ship. Said so in a promo. He takes on Lewis Linden, the, I don't know, tried and true man of AIW, Lewis Linden. The gatekeeper. They deliver, delivered yet again. And Tom Lawler delivered yet again. Yeah, Tom Lawler, it's like uh, giving him kind of test after test after test. Uh, and he always seems to to overachieve uh, no matter what. You know, and I know that there's like uh, maybe people that are <coughs> questionable, like question his... Uh, you know his transition into pro wrestling or whatever you want to call it. Uh, maybe like he's a little, maybe he's a little less publicized than like a Matt Riddle or something like that right now. But uh, I personally think Tom Lawler is probably one of the best kept secrets uh, on the independent wrestling circuit, I guess if you want to call it. Yeah, I would agree, and I think he's he's probably one of the best uh, in terms of the crossover guys. Oh yeah, absolutely, and uh, you know it's just like putting him in there with a guy like Lewis Linden was another like, you know Lewis Lewis is kind of like a balls to the wall uh, kind of guy that 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 knows the modern independent wrestling style probably better than 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 anybody. Uh, so it was just kind of one of those things like let's let's throw Tom out there and see how he adapts to this situation. Yeah, and Tom, Tom just he gets it, you know, like he gets everything about it. It's the complete package he can tell a story in the match he can do that modern style he could talk he could talk the i mean the character stuff when you hear the match with dom and he comes out and he's throwing bones at you because you're a bone collector i I think you know i think dom could probably speak on uh speak on tom lawler a little bit better than i he's actually you know been in the ring with him you know experienced his skill set yeah no tom tom's you know one of those guys that he crumbs to the crossover but you know a lot of people don't know that tom wanted to be a pro wrestler you know, kind of before he wanted to go into MMA, you know, he got done being a college wrestler. He was living in the Orlando area and he got trained to be a professional wrestler by Alex Porto. You know, a lot of people don't know that. And I get questioned a lot when people ask you about Tom. But I think Tom gets the idea of doing kind of like a complete package of mixing the MMA with pro wrestling with his own, you know, spins on character work more than anybody right now. Um, and he's got a kind of like a unique charisma to him that is just that you're gravitated towards that no matter what, either you like him or you hate him. I like him. Uh, I, I, I like, like him too. I, like and him. I think I think the AEW crowd likes him. Wes Barkley likes him. Yep. I'm saying so from matters. like I'm saying yes, from a baby face or a heel perspective. Yeah. Like either you're a fan of him and you want to cheer him or like you still respect him enough but you want to boo him because he's just Sure. Got this kind of eccentric attitude of, you know, doing the gimp entrance with the throwing the bones at me, or you know, coming out to Christine Aguilar fighter stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sponsored by Pampers and 
Durex condoms. Hey man, I still like when he came out in the full bondage suit, and I also <laughs> question why he owns a full bondage suit. But... I can answer that. <laughs> <laughs> let's, well, let's keep that one in yeah, the dark for maybe, now. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe like might not be podcast appropriate. Yeah, right. Uh, the next match is is one of those that uh, wasn't publicized, and it was a brand new tag team. Out comes Mance Warner, who everybody loves, and then his new tag team partner. Sean Schultz, who most people hate, and they are accompanied to the ring by. But a they guy. were they were like kind of like, yay, yeah, and right. okay, and then and then the guy who accompanies them to the ring, the Duke, the Duke, <laughs> which you want to be a heel, you just you just roll out there with the Duke, man. He's like <laughs> absolutely. Uh, this is kind of like a, a rewrite to my uh, idea that I wanted to go with several months ago of of uh, tagging up. Schultz and Mike Tolar with the Duke, right? Uh, Mike Tolar still still missing. We have no clue where he's no at. idea where Mike Tolar is. If you've seen Mike Tolar, please inform us. Yeah, let you, us know of his whereabouts and his well being. Even if Mike Tolar didn't want to wrestle, I wish he would just roll through the school because he's got just so much uh, so much knowledge. Yeah, uh, which people don't <laughs> people don't understand. But yeah, we just like him as a dude. This was uh, you know this this was kind of like a re a rewrite to that idea. Um, as we talked about last week, Mance Warner was a guy that's been coming and doing ring crew and uh, appearing on the bar shows and, you know, uh, paying his dues uh, to to that uh, respect on how to get booked in AIW. He's, he's kind of went and did all the right things. So it's just like, hey, I have this idea. <laughs> I think, you know, Schultz uh, as a singles did a lot last year. Um, and, you know, we've, we've touched about on that on this podcast about, you know, would people care as much if Schultz wasn't the last guy in the gauntlet or Schultz wasn't the last guy in the jailet. Uh, but you can't do that every year, you know what I mean? So right. uh, it it was an idea I had to kind of <coughs> re, you know, reinvent him, you know, still as a heel, but uh, put a different spin on it. So, um, like I said, you know, Mance Warner was kind of the, the, the perfect guy to slide in to that, uh, you know, to that spot that was originally supposed to be for Tolar and you know, the, put the Duke with them is, uh, A, you know, keep the Duke on the shows because, uh, I mean, you know, let's be honest. We don't want to see the Duke be, you know, wrestling. Uh, <laughs> and uh, <coughs> another thing is, uh, you know, let's well, let's uh, go out of the gate and establish Mance Warner as a heel because Mance Warner was, was, kind, of a, was kind of very well liked up until this point. Yeah, I think... In- in some ways, this teaming makes more sense than Tolar, even just given the styles and uh, character of Mance Warner and Sean Schultz, as opposed to Tolar with Sean Schultz. Yeah, I mean, you, you kind of have that, that Southern style out of both those guys. And dirty Southern heel? Yeah, kind of dirty Southern heel <laughs> style out of both those guys. And you put the kind of uh, dickhead mouthpiece with Duke in there with him, and it works perfectly. They both got the lethal eye pokes, too. You got to watch out it's for true. that. Emperor of the eye gouge. Yeah, I might wear goggles if I ever get in the ring with them. (laughs) Well, they took out the young studs, who, again, everybody just loves. Uh, I don't think, thankfully, let me say this. I don't believe that there were any Eric Ryan moments in this match. They won in the crowd. I think they were getting crazy. But not where you thought Eric was going to die, I don't think. I mean, there was no pounce off the bleachers. Yeah, no pounce off the bleachers. Eric's still bumping like a madman throughout this match (laughs) into the guardrails with no regard for his body. I think I I I said this to somebody when this match was going on. I said, 
the young sons are the young studs. They're like they're Teflon, man. Like they could lose forever and still be the most uh, one of the most overacts on the entire oh, yeah. show. That music I mean, hits and oh, everybody's going. Well, there's oh. that, and then there's and then there's always, of course, the Road Warrior Hawk haircut that Eric Ryan's been sporting for the last month. So he's got a he's only got a little bit of time left on that because he's got a wedding. He's got to be. Oh in. yes, that's correct. Pink wool, pink pink mohawk at a wedding though, right? No, I did that <laughs> once. <laughs> I did that once. Yeah. That's another story for another day. <laughs> well, the next match uh, we go right into, it is uh, it's a six-man tag. It's DCR, Dr. Dan, and Brian Carson. So it's dedication personified. And their mystery uh, partner comes out, and it's Mr. Gregory Iron, sort of. Dressed as Sid. Dressed as Sid. So he rolls out. We do a, a Sid promo, and then they are uh, taking on Team Justice. We still found a way to have Team Justice together. Not as you originally wanted, John Thorne, but Dick Justice, then Matthew Justice, and then we get E-Sid 3, just as you heard uh, on the podcast, during the Sid podcast. Uh, that was one of the ideas, and it did come to fruition, and out comes EC3 dressed as Sid Justice. and uh, You had to go on a little vest hunt during the day, didn't you? I did. I had to go on a vest hunt during the course of the day. <laughs> uh, that and, and A lot uh, harder to find a leather vest than you would think, huh? So hard to find a leather vest. The one now, So I find one. It ends up being the one that Gregory Iron wears. And what people like people were mocking me when I come back with them. I'm like, here's this. Like, oh, EC3's not going to fit in that. Like, not knowing that he and I are communicating all day. Like, he wants the smallest leather vest that I could find. And I got him that, but... Damn then, near ripping out of it. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's... Like, I don't think he realized leather don't stretch, brother. <laughs> yeah, I did, but he's like, yeah, that's perfect. I mean, I sent him pictures. I'm like, dude, here are the options. And he's like, yeah, go with that. And he's sending me pictures of him in the, the blonde wig, which was great. Uh, and... You know, he ends up getting a vest from somebody else. So Greg Iron wears that one. Uh, I was happy because we probably weren't going to do it if Sid was there, but I got to say, we're live, pal. Uh, that yeah, was that, fun. This, this match just turns into the most r- ridiculous uh, fucking... Uh, <laughs> I don't even know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Obviously, the right people saw it because EC3 was offered an NXT contract shortly after, <laughs> yeah. shortly after say, this. A couple weeks ago, we saw him on uh, TakeOver. Yeah. Uh, this this is really the time that it all it, it all comes together for him. Yeah, this is what put it over for him right for there. Sure. I think uh, you know those those pictures going viral on Twitter didn't it, they helped a little bit. I guess Paul <laughs> gave him a call shortly after. <laughs> so do do we tackle intermission now? With, no, uh, he said three or no no no. Well, uh, uh, the chronological order on this. We're going chronological order. Well, so anyway, this match happens. It's ridiculous. They do. Uh, it probably turns out way better than if Sid would have been there, which this was going to be the exact match uh, if Sid was there. Uh, Greg Iron put in it s- simply because I didn't know if Sid would be uh, able to lift Dr. Dan or not. Uh, I'm not sure what kind of physical physical shape Sid was in if he did come. Uh, but, uh, you know, they, they do some great stuff. They do some stuff with some scissors that... Uh, you know, East Sid three goes up on that second rope, and the whole crowd chants no. Uh, <laughs> so you know, also props to the crowd for playing along with uh, with all that because that, that none of that match works unless the people are uh, are you know so so interactive, and uh, that was the definition of an interactive Definitely. match. Definitely. Uh, I will say, 
before it even starts, uh, Greg Iron coming out and doing the fist bump, but he's doing it with a cerebral palsy hand, uh, which was <laughs> which was like that's where he gets his power from. Right. Uh, <laughs> was really was really really funny, and I think that kind of set the tone to where we were going for the whole match. <laughs> yeah, I I, th- I think it turned out better than Sid being there, honestly, and I know that was. Uh, that was the buzz on Twitter as well. Everybody's saying that they had more fun, they think, than if the real match had taken place. Except for that one guy that filed that PayPal dispute. Except for that one guy, yeah, which... Uh, I, I don't even think he came. I think that he saw that Sid wasn't going to be there, and he decided that it wasn't worth his time. Yeah, uh, as well, <laughs> kinda, he was wrong. Kinda, well, he missed out. He did miss out. He absolutely did. Uh, next match we roll into a rematch. It is the Bone Collector, Dominic Greeny. You're out of order, but... No, this is next. No, this was next. No, it was tag match. Oh, no, tag match is next. What tag match is next? The, the tag uh, title ah, match is next. Yes, you guys, because you guys go jinx. right before intermission. Yeah. You're right. We'll so we have a story as to why that was that way. <clears throat> yes. We have. Uh, we did have to do some reshuffling on this one. Uh, so the next match is uh, to Infinity Beyond. They are the tag team champions coming into it. Open mystery, They have an open, open challenge. Mystery open challenge. Out comes Hornswoggle, Swoggle, as we know him, and uh, fresh off of his wonderful storytelling show at the Funny Stop Comedy Club in Cuyahoga Falls the night before, and then telling everybody, you know, he's gonna. He's I will say, I, I will say that it was a, it was a hell of a it was a hell of a uh, comedic performance. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was I, I had I had I had no expectations for Swoggle the comedian. Right. Yeah, he was good. <laughs> um, and I guess I'll let some people in on a little uh, little inside. Insider stuff. Swaggle was, in fact, always booked for this event. Yes. However, he was going to be a mystery. Uh, once Sid canceled, we decided to uh, put the story out there that uh, he decided to stay just so the casual fan that was coming strictly for Sid would be like, oh, at least there's going to be a former television star there. Because right. I know it sounds crazy, especially, uh, you know, fans of independent wrestling. Or, or from us, you know, Swoggle is just a dude. But uh, the casual fan, you know, this guy was on WWE TV for 10 years. Uh, so my thought was, hey, you know, let's let's put it out there that he's staying so we can advertise him now. So maybe it will lessen the blow of Sid and people know that they can still come and meet a, a television star, which that, you know, that worked. Um, that served its purpose. Obviously, I think it would have been a way bigger pop. If he came out totally cold, unannounced, yeah. But uh, you know uh, we, that had to be sacrificed for the uh, you know based on the based on the Sid situation. Let's you know let's. But people still didn't know that he was going to be a part of this match. At least no, no, no. We no, got no, to no, say no. we saved that surprise. No, but I'm just saying you know I, right. I think if he's hidden in the back all night and that's a surprise and then he just shows up, yeah. that's a way bigger pop uh, than you know he still got a big pop. But, you know, it's just a way bigger, way bigger pop if there's no expectation of this, you know, this television, you know, former television star uh, right. is there. Because uh, my thought was if Sid's there, you know what I mean? That's all people are going to care about. We could sacrifice advertising swoggle. Yeah. Uh, obviously, <laughs> that all had to change. So um, it's swoggle and PB smooth to uh, uh, answer the challenge. And this was like Chandler Biggins, like dying wish, like... Uh, <laughs> And this is a hundred percent why this happened. You know, a lot of people, oh, what the fuck? You know, why, why are these guys uh, a tag team and this and that? I mean, and why not? Uh, and 
you know, it's 100% because Chandler Biggins would always joke that he's going to make PB and Swoggle be a tag team one day. Uh, so, you know, I saw an opportunity for it to for it to happen, um, and, uh, you know, that's why, <laughs> that's why it happened. Initially, though, uh, when I decided, I, I knew no matter what, I was going to change the tag belts on this show. Um, initially, I was going to have it be Candice and Britt coming out uh as a tag team but uh you know we were unsure of where what was going on with candace uh, and then <laughs> brit was actually booked uh in california so it just it, that idea totally fell apart and i went you know what i'm going with uh with the biggins idea and you know it it, it all it all worked out um based on scheduling and stuff like that because i had to check you know, swaggle schedule, obviously, for the next few months and see, hey, you know, <laughs> can you do all these shows? Uh, and he could. So this was, you know, this was in the works well before the whole Sid thing. Yeah. Uh, and then as this match is ending, uh, somebody comes and chimes in my ear and says, get them to extend the celebration. Make them stay out here as long as you can. I said, all right, because... The next match isn't quite ready yet. And that ends up being Dominic Greeny and Ethan Page. This was actually supposed to open the show. It was number right. one on the sheet. Yes. So when John Thorne, in his already uh, depressed mind state, gets to uh, Mount Carmel, he goes, Dom, he goes, uh, Ethan Page is stuck at the border slash stuck in a snowstorm. Um, it's going to be a while. Uh, we're hoping he's here by eight. So this whole time while he does that, um, I get in touch with Ethan and he goes, where are we on the card? I said, well, we were supposed to be the opener. Uh, we <laughs> then find out, we then say, he says, we'll push us to third. So I get us to go to third. Then I find out, he's like, that's not going to work. And I said, well, I got us to go on before intermission. He's like, okay. So it was a process of... See, I didn't know that he was even there. So after the tag title switch... I was getting everybody ready for intermission, and then... Yeah, we were just going to go to intermission early. Yeah, we don't go to intermission, and I'm like, what the fuck is happening yeah. now? So, this whole time, you know, me being under two years since my debut, I've got, you know, this guy that's a 10-plus-year veteran saying, put together this match, and, you know, we'll just do it. So, for me, it was kind of like a real pressure situation of, like, oh, my gosh, am I going to put together the worst match ever, and he's going to tell me that I suck, and this is all my fault. <laughs> so... So uh, I don't know he's there. So I'm I'm getting everyone ready for the meet and greet at intermission with ESID three. Uh, you know I'm wrangling people upstairs. I haven't I haven't been downstairs since like the second match. Um, so I'm getting things together. To, you know I, I have students getting the tables ready and stuff to to uh, and getting the sit eight by tens. Uh, God damn those sit eight by tens. <laughs> but uh, I'm getting all that together and then. All of a sudden, it's Steve guys like, all right, and the next match, you know what I mean? And I'm like, yeah. what the fuck is going here? Like, yeah. I thought some, I thought some things got mixed up and confused. Um, and then Ethan Page comes out and he looks at me. He's like, really, really? And I go, I, dude, I didn't even know that you were here. You know? He's like, he's like, all right, we're gonna have this match. And he's just like laughing at me. And I, I, I 100 thought that that was just, you know, we were just going to intermission right there. Yeah, I mean, look, my job's not hard when I'm there necessarily, but there are certain things 
that I ask and I try to be kept up to date because I, I'm never downstairs then at that point, constantly ringside. I, too, the entire time we're having the tag match, in my mind, I'm like, all right, I'm going to tell everybody we're going to intermission next until somebody comes out and just chimes in my ear, hey, make the mix stand. We're going to have the next match. I'm like, what? We're going to do this? Yeah, I mean, it was one of those things I, I just kept asking you that. I said, you sure? And he's like, yeah, we're fine, we're fine, we're fine, we're fine. Just let me warm up a little bit. So that was why I, I you know, sent you the message of, hey, tell him to celebrate yeah. just a little bit longer because he was, he was still stretching out a little bit. I mean, to be honest with you, Ethan went literally from the car to gear to through the curtain for that match. So proves nothing more than just how much of a consummate professional he is, you know, in that regard. And he was... Uh all the stress went away when he got into the ring and he turned and saw the picture of baby Jesus in the arms of <laughs> Joseph and Mary <laughs> on the wall there at Mount Carmel. Yeah, I'm very excited at that moment. <laughs> um, no, but you know, it was a, it was another good experience to get another match with Ethan. Um, you know, one of the better storytellers <laughs> out there today on the independent wrestling scene. Um, and anytime, you know, someone like myself, you know, pretty young in the business gets a chance to work with a guy that works a pretty different style from what I work, um, you know, it, it's always great for me to be able to pick up something from him, um, you know, and add it to my repertoire and do things like that. What's up, everybody? Alex Worldwide Keller here to tell you all about at Thrift Store Jobber, Instagram, Etsy, eBay, etc. And he's got a Yankee Doodle Dandy of a shirt for us uh, this week. It's not a doozy. It is the Great Muta, straight out of the NWA, size XL. Once again, like new, how is this fan not wearing this shirt all the damn time? Muda was sick. The elbow drops, the kicks, the moonsaults. This boy, how is this shirt like new? Where does Thrift Store Jobber find these? I don't know, but he's selling it to you, the consumer, and use promo code WORLDWIDE and get 10% off your order. Instagram, Etsy, eBay, all that jazz. You think Muta was a jazz guy? And then from there, we actually do go to intermission. There we go. And, and that's where those Sid 8x10s come out. Yeah, and uh, EC3 goes out in his full Sid getup and just starts autographing, I'm not Sid, he wasn't here, I was. <laughs> um, actually turns out to be like our longest meet and greet. It was Definitely. massive. Definitely. I you mean, were West, running the West line, line, right? I was with him, yeah. Uh, it was a lot of fun, but the line was, you know, Arn Anderson numbers we're talking here. <laughs> That's Nine not pass, pass that's not an pizza. exaggeration. No, I'm not. We were we were there for a while. So, but a lot of people were having a lot of fun. Um, like John said, the autographs. You know, th those were going viral as well too. So, yeah, people were posting them on Twitter, and you know, um, and and it was like it wasn't like we were charging like a like a big meet and greet. It was like five bucks. You got a picture and yeah. a yeah. city, yeah. like whatever you want, you right? Know, pretty much. So, but we, that was actually we actually had to extend our intermission. Yeah, because, because he still the line had a, was so bad. I was yeah. like, "Let's go!" And then I look, and there's still like a line, like yeah, I was like, "Dude, almost we can't back go to yet. almost back to Pedro to get, you know, to, to to get these autographs." And I was like, "Oh, you know, they're they're buying them, so we might as well just wait." It was uh, it was fun. Yeah, it, it, we took again. I think that's what uh, we do well here in AIW. We get these unfortunate situations, and then we we make the best of them that we can. And uh, that's yeah. another great example right there. Yeah, so, I agree. So we leave intermission, uh, and then we roll into 
the match that was set up at Music Links uh, that we discussed on the last show. It's the production, Frankie Flynn, Colby Red, Derek Director, Magnum CK, and they take on Team No Consequences. Gary the King Baller, AJ Gray, Joshua Bishop, and Trey Lamar. And uh, this is a this is a fun match. Another eight on eight. It's good. A little uh, hijinks at the end too. Little hijinks at the end. Yeah, this is. It's kind of like the opportunity for the two factions that you know really got established within the last year. You know, throughout 2017, to kind of have that face-off, uh, yeah. 1997 WF Gang Wars style. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's like the Baruch was in the DOA. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we can we can anticipate about 27 matches between any combination of those guys. <laughs> yeah, you know? setting you know setting it up for the future. I know, I love it. And as if there weren't enough guys in these factions. Yeah, well, Chase Oliver makes his return at Music Links, though. Uh, was I believe gifted a Bermuda vacation. Um, so was not able to make it to the show, so it was four on four, but man, no consequences, sure could have used them, because... The production produces a fifth member. They yep. produce a fifth member, the buzzer at Mount Carmel goes off. Mysteriously. Mm-hmm. And eight ball Eddie only, the, the, stage, the hand stage hand, shows up on a mini stool to distract AJ Gray while he goes up for the uh, Phoenix Splash of Death. Stage hand, you know every 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 theater production needs a stage hand. They do, and and uh, this production little set change happen. Yeah, this production stage hand is Eddie only sets up the distraction for the production victory. When the when Kaplan's ready to, re- to unretire, I think he's going to be the production's official teamster. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be a stage builder. He's gonna be the yeah. carpenter he's be coming out hitting the uh, hitting the IW entranceway with a hammer. He's going to be the production's union guy. <laughs> <laughs> going to come out the time card or the time card clock. He's gonna take his breaks. Yeah, I was gonna what, say what, union breaks. I'll be with him on those. He'll be smoke. Gonna be smoking ringside like the headhunters. <laughs> their matches. Their matches are gonna get delayed because fucking uh, the, their uh, set builder is gonna be on his fucking mandated break. We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna have to extend intermission long for that too. So you gonna do a strike for benefits? Yeah. <laughs> the next match we go into singles competition. It's the intense title. Uh, Joey Janela and Jimmy Jacobs. Back was his second match back at AIW. And fortunately, it's his last for a while after this. Yeah. It's, this was a good match. Um, I mean, everybody obviously into it, crowd into it. Um, man, the guy, these guys went back and forth. It's everything that you anticipated it would be. I mean, this is like an independent dream match. You know, I know that they, yeah. they did it a couple weeks ago, uh, but <laughs> I'd, I'd booked it probably, you know, I don't know, before that one was announced, I think. Uh, but this is, you know, this is like, uh, this is just like an independent wrestling dream match. Um, you know, Jimmy Jacobs was always that kind of wild guy, you know, throughout his career. And Joey Janela is like the current kind of version wild guy, you know, uh, just, uh, just something, something about it, like polarizing figures. Yeah. And, uh, I like saying polarizing figure (laughs) and, uh, you know, the match goes good and then, it's over and Jimmy Jacobs isn't getting up. Um, and then I have people kind of running up to me telling me he's hurt. He's hurt. Um, so uh, Biggin's mom and, uh, you know, her coworker, Jeremy, they're, they're both paramedics. Uh, and they have all their medical equipment there. So I tell them, and you know, they, they run down to, to take a look at him and, you know, they, they try to fix him up as best they could, but, uh, you know, they, <laughs> they advise him like, you know, he needs to get x-rays and stuff because um, it felt like something was wrong there. 
and you know, as we later find out, there was a there was a pretty serious injury. I believe it was a hamstring tear. Yeah. Um. So Jimmy is is out for the foreseeable future at this time. Yeah, he which wasn't. Is, which is unfortunate because you know he's coming back probably the hottest he's been. Yeah. And right. his career booked solid, and uh, you know now he's gonna have to he's gonna have to start over again, uh, and that sucks because you know he he had that huge wave you know coming off the 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 WWE release and uh you know that just sucks that sucks for him to to get a setback so so quickly in uh in his return yeah he def- uh it was kudos to him because honestly he gets hurt maybe a little bit more than halfway through that match uh yeah and he just keeps because going because he had said something and he yeah he found a way to to keep going um, I think they would have gone a little bit longer if they were supposed to, but uh, yeah, it was what you saw, folks. It was, that was that was legit. Jimmy Jacobs not selling anything there, but he did not want to, did not want the help. Still, going back to the locker room, he wanted to make that walk on his own as much as he could. So, uh, but best wishes to Jimmy. We hope he gets better soon. Uh, and then from there, uh, we roll into a match that's uh, it's a rematch from. Jay Lit, is that right? Hot Sauce Tracy William? Yeah, I believe it happened and, in Jay And Eddie Kingston? Mm-hmm. So it, was a it was either night one or night two in night 2017. One. Night that one. was the first rounder. And, uh, I mean, that was that was a match that people were hot for all of 2017. So yes. you give them this rematch. Might as well bring it back, right? Banger. Yeah. Banger Central. And we, get, uh, we, got, we got Gear Eddie, right? We got Gear Eddie. He claims to me that there's no difference between Gear Eddie and Baseball Shorts Eddie, or Basketball Shorts Eddie, and I vehemently deny that. There's definitely a difference. There's was, 110% a difference. You guys talked to him about it on here, and he... We did. Uh, and uh, he was getting John Thorne riled up uh, all weekend leading up to that point because Eddie came in early because he wanted to attend the Swaggle show. So I had a house guest for the whole... Well, <laughs> two house guests for the whole weekend in Eddie Kingston and Swaggle. And Eddie just keeps telling John Thorne he's got his basketball shorts, no gear, until they uh, finally said, I got my gear. Thank goodness. <laughs> And you got gear ready that night. It was, uh, I mean, they, they delivered once again. Uh, I think that the match they had, everybody talking about one of the best matches of the year in AIW. Uh, let's give them another one to close out two, 2K17. There and, it is. and I think that they matched it. Yeah, it was a sick match. It was. Wes Wes Barkley, you saw it. Yes, I did. It was unreal. I'm going to give them that. Unreal match. And we had scary moments there. They're pile driving each other, suplexing <sighs> each other. Back and forth. Everybody okay at the end of the match, though. Uh, I know people were worried there. And yeah, it, was, uh, it was it was fucking awesome. Excuse my French. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, and then from there, we roll into uh, a four-way. Gringo Loco, Ooh. Matt Cross, Laredo Kid, and in her final AIW match, Candice LeRae. And uh, what do you... What do you think about this one, John Thorne? This is what got Candice LeRae signed, right? No, Candice LeRae was, <laughs> Candice LeRae was signed before this happened. Can, Candice LeRae has been ready for a year. She's been ready for a year. AW's <laughs> <laughs> <he's> Mike Modest. <laughs> but she could have, this is one that, like, because of that, she could have taken off. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean, maybe back back in the day, but like Candice has clearly been like on the WWE's radar for a while. 
Um, obviously, the Mae Young Classic. She's done yeah. some of those NXT, like the Battle Royals and the multi-women uh, matches. So, obviously, she'd been you know out there for a while. And, you know, it was it's one of those things where I think it's just great that, I mean, honestly, it's her second to last independent match. And she'd meant a lot to AIW over the last couple of years. I mean, whether right. it be the matches she's had or being a mother hen to us kids at the Academy. And this was, and she still went for it. You know, Always. She, she could have taken it easy in this match. Didn't. Uh, these four, as you would anticipate, a lot of high-flying, uh, crazy action. And Candice LeRae, one of the rare moments in AIW where it's a send-off and she gets the win. Not always the case. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those, <laughs> one of those deals. Um, you know, it's a, it's a feel-good story in the end. Uh, Candice gets the win. She gets the send-off as a, as a winner. And, you know, now you can catch her on uh, Wednesdays on the WWE Network. That's right. And Big Twan will do that. Oh, Big Twan will very much do that. Very, very excited. That's his brother's wife. T2. That's, that's, his, that's, his, that's his mom, man. Young Tweezy. Young Tweezy. <laughs> the Tweeno Bambino, as Wes Barker likes to say. Yeah. Yep, Twan uh, just beat Parker Pierce the other night, too. Um, and he's officially in Parker Pierce's faction, you know. They, uh, Delta Iota Kappa. Yeah, Delta Iota Kappa. He oh. said, you had, to, you had to beat me to get in and... and more on, brought out the spear, you know. He's no, longer, that. Pl- Next he's no longer a pledge. No longer a pledge. How about that? Uh, so we'll roll into the main event of the evening. Our AIW Absolute Champion, Nick Gage, uh, taking on Tim Donst. And uh, that's the, the return match. Uh, and I think, just, I, I think this one, people need to go out of their way to see it. Just for anybody that doubts Nick Gage's in-ring wrestling abilities, yes. uh, this proves that Nick Gage is more than capable of having a, a wrestling match with without any you know weapons or death matching or or any of that. Yeah, there was that's what I was going to say. This was not uh you know their match before tons of weapons and everything brought out. Uh this one straightforward wrestling and people even made it a point to say uh, on social media one of the things that they loved is when they went outside the ring and they went over the barricade they were uh, shooting or chain wrestling on the floor of yeah. the gymnasium. Yeah, that's one of the things that you know John was saying. You know, Nick, Nick's a very highly skilled wrestler. Yeah, very underrated. In that. And like he's very good in the ring. Like I had just gotten the chance to wrestle him back in November, and you know we really didn't do anything crazy. We wrestled, and I think that it's an underrated you know part of Nick Gage's game. I think I think his you know his money comes from the blood and guts. But he's a guy that's been wrestling almost 20 years now. So you look at it, and he's got you know a set of skills that's unmatched. I mean, he runs he runs his own school with Homicide, you know, out in New Jersey. So I mean, there's no doubt that this guy's got the skills. And yeah. I think that you know the ability to show that against a guy who trained by like Lightning Mac, Mike Quackenbush and uh, Tim Donst, you know, it was a good side of Nick to see, and it, you know, it's going to make him even more viable as a champion. When you see that he's not just a deathmatch guy and he's not just this, you know, crazy man, you know, like I think I had someone tell me the best way to put it is like to like this generation or my generation, like Nick Gage is our bruiser Brody in the terms of like he's a wild man that you just never know about. But not only can he do the crazy violence, he can also wrestle. Yeah. And I think that was a lot of people's question once he became champion is, well, are we just going to see a bunch of violence and death matches he run out with him as champion or how long can this last and as noted here thorn you're not a huge fan of those kind of things all the time no i mean i like death matches for 
the same reason everyone else likes death matches, but as a promoter, right? You you just can't have that on every single show because the fans just get bloodthirsty and they just get immune to it all, and you are constantly have to raise the level of violence, uh, in which, you know, I don't think is necessary. Uh, you know, a lot of times, but uh, the thing that's great about Nick Gage is, uh, you know, I know it sounds. I know it sounds ridiculous, but the prison thing may be the best thing that ever happened to him because it made it made him believable as a you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he Nick Gage the 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 wrestler or whatever, his presentation has really not changed through the the course of uh his career. However, you know, knowing that this guy went to prison and now is uh amped up even more than he was before he went i think uh it has made him the most believable uh pro wrestler that there is because you know uh <laughs> as as the average person goes you don't run into too many people that did you know five years in prison uh and you, you know you you really only have like movies to, to to frame you know your reference on that um and uh, Nick Gage is 100% a fucking a character straight out of a fucking movie, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Dom, so I want to throw this out there because you've wrestled him elsewhere, and obviously you've seen him here. And when we talk about him having these death matches, but capable of so much more, do you think that sometimes is attributed to because people know that he does that and that's what he's more known for? Now at this point, it's more so somebody's booked with Nick Gage and they go up to him and they want to get out of their style and they're like, oh, well, I can do a death match this, this guy and show that. You know what I mean? As opposed to yeah, I, I Nick think, being like, we have to do this all the well, time. Before Dom answers that, uh, I, I will just say that I think Nick Gage thoroughly enjoys pain and he loves, <laughs> he loves, he loves being... That in, I don't doubt. He loves being in that unpredictable environment. Yeah, no, I, I think that like a lot of times... Even the other big factor is people are really intimidated by Nick to the point where it's like, uh, uh, well, we can do your kind of match. Whereas I think if you, where I think if you, you know, come at Nick and say, hey, man, uh, we don't got to hit each other chairs tonight. We don't got to break some light tubes over each other's back. Let's wrestle because I know you're a hell of a wrestler. I think Nick respects that. I think like Nick will respect you more as an individual for, for you know, pitching that. Yeah. Um, I Like I said, I think a lot of the time it's like Nick is so intimidating to people that people get quickly intimidated. And like, um, well, yeah, we'll do what you want, Nick. Polar, um, polarizing figure. Definitely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. We're good. And then just to uh, give you guys a frame of reference. As we sit around and we have, what year are we watching here, Dom? 1996 Royal Rumble. Ladies and gentlemen, an appearance by one of the headhunters. Is Manuel? Going straight is that for Yoko, too. Yeah, I don't know which one it is. Going after a they're, bearded Yoko. They're both yeah. in this one, though. They both will appear at some point. Um, after that, I mean, that was our main event. We roll over to the funhouse. Uh, good times as usual. Uh, fans behaved. Nothing weird in the photo booth. Uh... The wrestlers didn't behave after. <sighs> we won't get into that. We will not get into that story. <laughs> we'll leave that. We'll leave that up to the imagination. And, Shenanigans. Uh, and uh, that pretty much does it. So that's going to end up on this episode. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed this. Uh, tune in next week. Um, as we said, this was going to be kind of recap heavy over the next few weeks. So next week we will talk our most recent show, our send-off for... Uh, Ray Rowe. So join us then for Dom Greeny, WES Barkley, 
and John Thorne. My name's Steve Guy. Have a great week, everybody, and we'll talk to you next week.